Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about tools of raising consciousness, as a matter of fact. Which is very thematic. Yeah. And uh, one of the tools that we uh, constantly give you on this program is today's date in the Mayan calendar, mm -hmm. which no one seems to know other than their you know, highly prophesized oh, no, it's fictional getting... blue, oh, yeah. doomsday yeah. of 2012, which is a big joke. I believe there's a lot of people that have finally figured out just how funny that is. But uh, Yeah. Well, you know, I think that people feel that fear sells, and so yeah. as long as we buy it, people are going to still continue to sell it. So That's stop buying it. That's a huge tool of so consciousness. This, yeah. So today oh. is Etznab Tone 4. Etznab is the tribe of the mirror. And we all are mirrors for each other, and Etsnab particularly. So you may have seen a lot of things in your life mirroring you back today. Mm -hmm. So pay attention and see everything as on your side and talking about you. It's a very important first sentence okay. in this uh, translation. I define in order to reflect, which is very interesting because if you notice you're being reflected back to you, mm -hmm. you're more or less automatically beginning to define that phenomenon mm -hmm. and how it works. So, and then measuring order mm -hmm. um, all leads to a higher consciousness. Yeah. And everything um, uh, self-existing. Yeah, but they're also about order, too. So mm -hmm. it's got a double order day. Yeah. So order the order. That brings we order. We order to know that all the way around, actually. Mirror. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of different things that we're going to cover tonight. And mm -hmm. um, as you were saying earlier, we have presented a lot of things over the years. And so we were going to do a little recap and maybe offer some of the things that we do personally to help mm -hmm. raise our consciousness. And one thing I'd like to say real quickly, people often think that if they reach the state of quote-unquote enlightenment or some kind of place where they feel they're thinking in higher consciousness, that, that it's the end. It's the end of the road. It's like growing up and then you're done. The thing is, is we have things approach us on our path in life that may challenge us to grow even further and to become bigger and bigger spirit people. Mm -hmm. And it's not like everything goes away. It's like we start being able to rise above it quicker and quicker every time. Yeah. And so, as we have taught so many times on the show, if I were to look into a personal tool belt because something got my attention that I would cause to transmute, okay, the very first tool I would say that would come to my hand would be the quote from Dronvalo, thought creates and where you place your attention grows. So once we can get this into our day-to-day -day thinking, and then we, the first fruit from this is to recognize that the one and only thing um, that would concern us on any level would be, well, where am I placing my attention? If I'm placing it on something that's upsetting me, I'm on a slippery slope eroding into anger right away. If I recognize that I'm placing my attention on, well, let's just use a simple word like joy or happiness. If I'm placing my attention on happiness, then regardless of what it appeared a moment ago, then it transmutes into uh, complete it transmutes into something that's on my side. Well, you know, that's very interesting, and I agree with that 100%. And uh, I just realized that I had for a long time done the reverse engineering, so to speak, uh, version of that, that when I found myself feeling bad, 
I would look back and say, okay, what was the thought that brought this? Mm -hmm. So that I can start policing, so to speak, my own thoughts in mm -hmm. my own head, rather than just letting them go. Something that I teach in psychic development is there is a stream of consciousness, thoughts, our thoughts, everybody else's thoughts, every thought that has ever been thought, just pouring forth. And we tap into that stream all mm -hmm. the time. And where we start gaining mastery is when we decide what we pay attention to within that stream and what we allow to become living in our own head. And that's where it's really important. So if you find yourself feeling bad, trace it back to what you are thinking because our thoughts are creating our feelings. Our feelings really do start creating in our, in our everyday life. Well, tracing it back. So I have found that it always traces back to a particular word. And yeah. that's, that's how the, that is a version of the particular word. Uh, that's how the language codes really was um, conceived. The idea is that we are taught to think with certain words. And if we think with those words, we live a life that is not serving us well. Mm -hmm. So there are so many words. Um, and so my brain is built of little um, uh, signals for me. So where the word try to appear in my reality, either someone says it, I don't really think in that word. I haven't in a long time because self-love, that's another enormous tool. Self-love is self-discipline. So to snip out the word try. Now, if you want to try the soup, I understand that. But I would myself use the word sample the soup because try can escape and take over your brain again. How many times have we told the story about the student who called up and said, well, I'll try to be a class. And, and we said back, well, then we'll try to have the class. And the student was so pissed off that they actually hung up on them first because they went into the world yeah, I, of I wasn't swearing. involved in that conversation. Yeah, so, so um, but then the person came to absolutely everything we offered for about a year. And then they got full and went to wherever that is. But still, the word try is a flag in my thinking. Now, ask anyone what the word try means, and they'll snap conscious enough to say, um, maybe, you know, which is the joke about the two brothers in the back seat. Why does mom say maybe when she means no? Yeah. And the older brother says well, she no, hasn't figured it out yet. That's very true. Yeah. I mean, speaking consciously, I think, is a very important thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I also agree with tracing back feelings to words, mm -hmm. yes, but I think it's even larger than that. In my own personal view, in the work that I do, it's that there's a belief, a mindset that keeps spitting out the words. Mm -hmm. So what's so great about the language codes, it does make you conscious of the words. And mm -hmm. then when you go to change those words in your head, you must then change belief systems. Exactly. Or it won't stick, or it's just this yeah. idea of, oops, I said try, I better stop. I mean, it's mm -hmm. not a matter of just stopping yourself from saying those words. I gotta try it's to a matter. stop saying try. Yeah. <laughs> it's a matter of stop thinking in those concepts. And exactly. if you just stop it, mm -hmm. managing the words, all you're going to do is enter into another guilty situation where you're always failing and beating mm -hmm. yourself up. So that's, there's yeah. a lot of truth in that. And sort of, that's what I do in my reverse engineering is take it back to what is the belief that actually keeps generating this over and over. I, I like to go in and, and fix that or change that, alter that, so mm -hmm. I don't have to keep you know, my Wonder Woman wristbands dodging those bullets that come out of my head all the time. Yeah, yeah, or from other people. Mm -hmm. 
But uh, no, that's very true. The idea of recognizing the um, effect the that a word word. has on reality. And if you are prone to, I think you were talking about different chakras that are out of order will make you prone to certain words mm -hmm. in your speech. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So the um, idea would be to fix it and then it would be effortlessness to eradicate using the word. And, and so we've said the, the one and only place that I've ever found on this entire planet that I've ever found a place where there is no separation. Separation is everywhere all the time. Separation is a synonym for fear. All fear is the fear of separation. Yet another tool. Okay, the only place where there is no separation, so far the only one I've found, and I'm sure there's more, but <clears throat> there is no separation between the way you describe your life and the way your life is. The way in which you describe it dictates the way in which it is. So if we use that famous expression, oh, I just had the week from hell, okay. Oh, now if at the same time you said, oh, last week, that was a very stimulating week. Okay, completely different reality, but the same basic method of describing it. Yeah, do you remember a caller, Donna, called in one time and she, we were asking people words for that, and she said she likes to say enlightening week. Yeah. And I thought mm -hmm. that was so nice because stimulating isn't always a fun thing either in your own mind. I mean, it can be, uh, but enlightening is even, so thinking of yeah, new and yeah, better ways to describe your life, yeah, I think, yeah. is just incredible. But the human race was so, um, was, and I'll put it in past tense, so intent upon languaging everything in a negative way. Yes. Notice how that's in past tense. And to, so in looking for one word to replace all negativity, the first one that had occurred was stimulating, which is a truth. And I agree with you, enlightening is... I'm just giving uh, you another version Yeah, it's just a, another episode up, yeah, another layer up of it. But what, you're, what this is illustrating is that we all have different associations with different words. So mm -hmm. yes, there are global things like the concept of trying and not being able to actually get there and uh, wanting and needing and these sorts of things generally. But everybody is an individual as well and different words will have different connotations. So language codes to me really means finding your own inner language and, spe and speaking in resonance with that and using, um, the, it's just like in our dreams, a banana peel in one person's dream may be a comedic reference and a banana peel in someone's dream that slipped and fell and broke their elbow when they were a kid might be a warning to them. Mm -hmm. So we've really got to keep an account of our own associations with words too. But Yeah, and to discover the effect things have, like if one says the word need, you automatically put it way over there, and by speaking or thinking the word need, you put it way over there. And you're also um, disavowing any power within that situation. Yeah, and we don't recognize the amount of disempowering we human beings do on a regular day-to-day, hour-to-hour, minute-to-minute basis in our very own thinking, which is the one place where you do have auspices, the one place where you do have sovereignty. You have the ability to choose what you're thinking, although we are never allowed to believe that. And we have oh. our, oh, go ahead. We have a call? Yeah, we do. Okay, I'll okay. just bring this up afterwards. Oh, okay. Hi, caller. What's your name, please, or number, or whatever you like? Hi, Neville. Hi, Mary. This is Neha. Hey. Neha. Well, good to hear from you. Yes. Hi. 
Uh, you know, I've, um, I have a question. Um, what is consciousness like without words? So, say, for people who are illiterate in some way or just don't, don't use language uh, for whatever reason, um, and also for, for babies or for children who are pre-verbal, what would their conscious be, consciousness be like? And then I, I remember, you know, sort of related to that, Neville mentioned something about communicating using symbols rather than words. Yeah, exactly. What that's would what those symbols like. be like? Well, that was something we asked people to practice, that if in, in um, interplanetary telepathy, the one, one can become, one can reinitialize thinking by translating out of words and into, symptom, uh, into symbols. So the, um, if we wanted to telepathically transmit, watch our program, we would have a picture of um, a television with a little brain in it, <clears throat> and that would go into the top of the head of the person, and that would be the symbol of us asking people to watch our program. Well, I, I, I have a bit of a difference of sure. opinion here, which mm -hmm. is okay. That yeah. we, <clears throat> I feel that communication begins way upstream as a knowing, um, and it's not the transportation of getting it there. All communication is a transportation of getting knowing to another aspect that hadn't known yet. So when we are all one, the knowing just unfolds. The closer we have an illusion of being further apart, well then we have to construct little vehicles. And I do feel that there is a symbolic language. And I look at it, rather than having bits of information, like going across the ethers, in the ether, internet, let's say, it has huge packets of information. So uh, Christ and Buddha and all the deities have illustrated this throughout time because they spoke in parable. And, and that's uh, the thing I'm writing for children, modern day fables for children, because Fables would communicate a whole bunch of packet of information with very little words, They're like zip files. They go in, they unfold the story within the, the reader, and the reader applies it in their own paradigm and gets the lesson from, from it. And so the further up we are in this upstreamness, we have this thought transference, and it's not so slow as being in words or symbols. And then we get down into our dreams, let's say, or interspecies or with each other, we do send larger packets. If a picture is worth a thousand words, then a symbol is worth a million words. And it's just a larger thing. And, and it's uh, another way to think of this is the, um, those, sten those court stenographers, what are those called? They can hit one key that, set, that has common phrases. They're not you know, tied to just one letter at a time. So when language is one of the very lowest things, we do not think in words. It would take us an hour to get up out of the chair if we thought solely in words. So we do think not only in words, we think in packets of information, we think in symbols, and we also think in feelings. And they're a big, huge part of us. And a feeling tone, Seth called them feeling tones, but a whole feeling, like you can walk in a room and you just get the idea that this is a fun place, oh, I'm gonna have a good time tonight. Now that feeling is so large, it would take years to get all those feelings and write about them in words. And so that's where I think children and people that are not verbal are, they're communicating in feeling tones, which we all 
feel we give and receive constantly but nobody sat and written a book and measured those or defined them in any way because they really are undefinable and they're highly personal mm -hmm. and there are other languages that we are less aware of also as you're saying feeling and there's also color mm -hmm. uh, as a very much Absolutely. the way in which one communicates we have little tiny pieces of, of it left by the time it's made it all the way to the conscious language that we verbalize to each other like I'm feeling blue mm -hmm. or seeing red. Green or, with envy. Yeah, exactly. So there's another whole set of communication there. So I've been, um, so I've talked so many days about um, uh, meditation in which I go to visit me, uh, but me, the timeline me, me the strand that connects clear into other universes. And so I began the study of this a very long time ago, and there's a thousand stories prior to this one. Uh, the other day I went to that part of me and I said, well, okay, so uh, there was a point at which I was a part of God that became separate, and, but had not yet made the decision to incarnate. So I like to clip into that particular part of me, separate from God, right. but not yet incarnate. Mm -hmm. So I asked that part of me how it was that I got to the point where I could actually make what was in reality the first decision, the decision to be separate from God. And that part of me explained, and I think this answers Niha's question to a large degree in symbolic form, but still to a large degree. Uh, this part of me explained that God one day sat me down, so to speak, and talked to me about possibilities. That was it. So I figured, uh, man, that opened doors and doors and doors because any parent who's raising a child, because you can't make the decision for the child, that's, that's free will, that's what that means. So the the, uh, a parent talks to the child about potential that they have and then asks the child, and the child will figure out to make a decision about particular potentials mentioned. So that just opened the entire door of how to be a parent that was never open to me before not in those terms, not in seeing that way. Yeah, you know, and we nice. all, we want to tell our children options. And as we know, we want them to choose the options that we want them to choose. Mm -hmm. So we have expressions like, I'm sure you'll do the right thing. And, and is this for you? And you know, please tell me honestly. And if you want a pair of sneakers, get a job. You know, things like that we say to the kid. Well, yeah, yeah, that's very good. And it's very useful too. Yeah. Um, but along the lines of that communication, one more thing that I wanted mm -hmm. to mention is that I feel all these lines of communication are happening simultaneous. And we always have a choice where to go. We can go to that higher level communication, like we can enter into a verbal fight with someone in, on the subway because they bumped into you or something. And we can communicate down in that dimensional frequency, or we can rise up higher where the knowing is there and that we know who we really are and what what we're really saying to each other when we do that, and that our perception point is at liberty to go to any one of these levels to perceive the situation. So don't just limit yourself to the one right here, right in front of you. But uh, thank you, Neha. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Thanks. Great call. Thank on you. On the subway, I want, uh, want to get one of those prop knives and pretend to stab the guy, and it'll go into shock anyhow. You know, there's not enough fear and terror on the TV no, in, not at in all. our everyday life, so that's a good idea to do Especially that. Especially one that shoots blood out. <laughs> Yeah, I love the idea. We, we, yeah. we'll, 
We'll give we'll, we'll give every we'll really wake everyone up and then That'll they'll work. then they'll have to come twenty years later and do trauma resolution with me or something. Okay. Um, I just wanted to make a comment about what we were talking about before that mm -hmm. wonderful call mm -hmm. about um, ta taking, clearing the things out of our head so that it doesn't create our life. That's beautiful. Now let's expand one notch out this way and one notch out that way. And that was to go and find the cause, the generator of those words that are going on in your head so that your life then becomes an effortless creation and you're not having to go to that level of the words and, and combat them. And then go back farther and find what are the things in your life that made you feel that way to develop that belief and really work at that level. And that's why it is so critical and crucial that we all do our own inner work. If we don't do our inner work, and work's not a bad word. I like work. I think it's a very focused activity. Um, when we go in and do our own self-exploration, that's our apprenticeship. That's our spiritual path. It's not just saying, oh, I'm going to take a scissors and cut something off. It's like deleting the icon off the desktop. The program is still in there. Mm -hmm. So it's important that we honor what we feel in order, because it is a language too. Our feelings tell us stuff too. Well, I agree. If you're going to combat something, you're, you're just going to set up uh, opposition. That's all that's going to happen yes. with combat. So self-love is self-discipline. That's the, the way around that in particular. So whatever word it is, and you understand that this, these are programs taught to us uh, in childhood that we can change the, uh, well, the it, whole th that's drive true. in the way the brain thinks. But ignoring aspects of us really make it get Gives louder them, and louder. Yeah. And we have yet another okay, call, great. and then you can yeah, do maybe great. some of this. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Good evening, Neville and Mary. It's Carrie. Hi. Carrie, hi. How are you? Good. Um, I'm calling because last night, I, before I went to bed, I asked for a dream. Mm -hmm. And I asked specifically for a dream to show me where I was in my past. <laughs> and I had this dream, and I've been puzzled by it because I cannot make any sense of it. And basically, I'm walking on a street in D.C. with my dog, and he has no leash. And and then um, and then my dog is just crossing the street where the cars are, but he's not getting, you know, hit or anything. He's like really good at crossing the street, and I'm I'm a little bit worried, but then I'm I'm okay because he's on the other side, so I run to him. And then I start calling him, but he's just smelling the grass and not really um, responding to me. And then I get closer to him, and then he starts crying, smelling the grass. And then when I get closer and closer, I see that he's smelling to two dead uh, deers. There's two deers laying on the grass, and they're completely white, the deers. Hmm. And I looked at them, and, and I pick up poutine, and then I see myself walking away and then entering a room and now i see a bed and i see a, a like a dead body on 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 the bed and i'm thinking oh my god it's another deer but it starts moving and and comes out of the the sheets and and it's a baby deer and it's also white and it looks almost wow. like a baby sheep and he looks just adorable and super cute and and all i want to do is just pick him up and and that's when I woke up. Wow. All right. What? Quite a bit there. Go ahead. No, if you want to go, or I will. It doesn't matter. Uh, well, the no. Let's do it by bit there. Okay. The 
the having no leash is the idea of having no guidance, which is not really true. But with the no leash, you got to recognize that the dog knew what he was doing. Your entire dream is the answer to your question. So the factor of a no leash, show me where I am in my path, is that you no longer require a leash. You no longer have to be led. You no longer have to be controlled. You can do a good job of it by yourself. So okay. that's what that Yeah, I, I feel, just because I've heard some of uh, Carrie's dreams before, I mm -hmm. really feel that poutine in your dreams is talking about the fragile part of you, the part that we all have inside that, you know, it takes a little trust and time to let that part come out, that you had him off the leash as saying that you're trusting the more vulnerable part of you now and mm -hmm. that it is leading you instead of you leading it intellectually. So let's say you represent the intellect and poutine represents your heart or your vulnerable part. And it went over. And deer are very, very gentle creatures. And the fact that this, this gentleness, this purity, and that they were dead um, was and, saying th that... And white as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the white, the purity of, mm -hmm. of them being dead is saying that maybe some of your old rules about your gentleness and how much you had to accept from other people, those old rules are dying and being reborn in another fashion in a, in a way that's more playful and cute and that you approve of and that yeah. you love and that the grass being... Go ahead. Well, there's a big tell in saying poutine was on the other side. In mm -hmm. other words, yes. the spirit version. Mm -hmm. So the part of your path then is seeing what spirits are uh, in a bigger sense than we may have been employing it in the past to understand and, that. And Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. and, and the fact that it took place in D.C., D.C., A.C., D.C., currents and everything, I think that that might have had a lot to do with it. Mm -hmm. Now, you said you asked for a past life to be shown to you? No, what, what's her path? Oh, her path. Life? Yes, where her my path. path was. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> Well, I think that really is, is to, to go to the other side of, let's say, one side of the street was the intellect, because that's where you're saying, no, come back here. The intellect is the part that really tells us what to do, and mm -hmm. things like that, and that that's your heart that ran off across the street, and you followed it. And so I think that's the, the real crux of it right there, is yeah. to follow your heart, that it looks scary to follow your heart, like mm -hmm. there might be some things that you have to some vulnerabilities that may be stripped away, but it's going to lead yeah. you to this, and back uh, to your dreams. Dear, dear, when you write a letter, dear so-and-so, mm -hmm. dear does mean gentle. That's what the word dear means. And to see the dear reborn as the baby knew, uh, you're saying unbelievably cute, and just had to pick it up. That's what you're talking to you about. The new you is a baby that is a white deer, in other words, unbelievably pure and unbelievably gentle, and you want to go and uh, pick that up. And it rose out of a bed, which is the perfect symbol of what you asked. You went to sleep asking to have a dream, and so the answer is rising out of the bed. The answer is the new you, the baby white deer, completely gentle, completely innocent, and far more powerful than you would ever imagine. Well, also the, the two deer that were dead in the field, mm -hmm. I think that idea of relationships, like being at playing the field, it's also about the male and female duality that exists within you becoming, um, giving birth to the singular unification of yourself. 
I think that's wonderful. And you know what? We, yeah. we don't realize how much, I mean, the tool for consciousness is our dream. So I'm so happy you called in with yet another brilliant dream, Carrie. I Thank love you. Thank you, guys. I really Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Because it is a, a tool. Um, one dream I was going to mention, and I get, did get Bob's permission back yeah. when he called some of his great dreams, and I thought I'd just mention that real quick because our dreams can be a great tool for consciousness, but also our health. One time he had been very, really ill, and I think he might even have been in the hospital very ill, and nobody could figure out what was wrong with him, and he goes to sleep looking for some direction, and he had a dream of this little mouse with a yellow hat that was running through these cave tunnels and disappeared into the side wall, a hole in the wall in, mm -hmm. in there. So he woke up and asked his doctor if there could be a hole in his intestine or something. There you go. And come to find out there was, and that dream saved his life. And the yellow hat being the solar plexus gave him a clue to about where the body is. Mm -hmm. uh, yet again, another illustration on color being a language. I had a uh, um, client not long ago, uh, who will remain nameless, um, had a dream that he was being cut in half. And uh, I haven't spoken since, but the interpretation was uh, the two deer, this is what's going on, um, is the illusion. That is the illusion. It's the giving up right and wrong, giving up male and female, yeah, giving up duality too. all the way around. So that's being cut in half was the death of the person that believes in duality. Exactly. And that's exactly what we're talking about, and that is the next step forward, and that is the tool of Trinity, which we've talked about a thousand times on the show. Uh, to begin to think in threes instead of twos. Exactly. But, uh, if or anyone, think in ones instead of Yeah, anything. ones or threes, mm -hmm. but the two is getting a little old, yeah, the duality. Yeah, that was, that was so, a lot to do with that. Yeah. So. Well, okay. Um, I thought um, I brought a couple little tools that I personally use um, for higher consciousness that really work. Another language that we speak to each other in are vibration, because we are vibration. Mm -hmm. like we're talking now and you're hearing my words, but you're also feeling my vibration. You're seeing visuals and... Um, I'm picking up good vibrations. Good uh, vibrations. Yeah. So we're going to play a bowl. You've seen bowls. We've had crystal bowls on this show for decades. Ever, yeah. Okay. Since the beginning. Since the beginning of time, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Okay. Since I'm not going to hold that. This is a an optically clear quartz bowl. Um, in case people haven't seen this one, it has quite a different resonance to it. And I'm going to ring this, and people can work mm -hmm. with the audio. This is a C note, so it's a very grounding bowl. If you'd like to listen for a few minutes, close your eyes and mm -hmm. just listen.
it's still ringing. And what that does is since we're vibrating beings, we it, uh, fall under the principle of entrainment and the stronger vibration will entrain the other vibrations to it. And so that will entrain you to your natural frequency. And speaking of fear, fear off and things like that, the C note is very good for that because that's the, the chakra, the color, the, t the note, the color the red, survival. the note C. Yeah. That really instigates the survival feeling, mm -hmm. which is what a lot of the marketing techniques are geared toward is igniting that chakra within you. And we did the opposite. We were balancing, balancing it instead. Mm -hmm. Okay. Soothing Hi, caller. What's your name, please? My name is Brooke. Brooke, what can we do for you? Um, my dad and I have actually been in to see you guys. Oh, yes. Oh. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Um, I was actually calling because my dad and I were recently speaking, and um, we're having a harder time now that my mom has passed three months ago, and it's just kind of sitting in um, with the loss and... I was kind of wanting to call to see um, what things my dad and I can do just to, um, on a day-to-day -day basis, if possible, to connect with her or just to kind of feel her. Um, that was my one question. And my other question was um, also about dreams. My dad had a dream where um, his cell phone said he had one gift, and then when he played the message, it was my mom saying, I miss you so much. Mm. And um, and I'm having a harder time with the dreams where I'm um, having a hard time connecting with her in the dreams. I'll go to bed and ask um, to kind of to connect with her through the dreams, but I'm having a hard time like making eye contact with her, and I kind of feel like I'm following her around. Well, and I don't you know, know if that means anything. Well, <laughs> it does. And you know what? What a perfect night for you to call and ask that question because. You know how I was saying earlier that the higher up we go, the, the different form of communication and the less distance there is between the knowing, the two right. knowings? Well, what happens when people cross into spirit, let's say? What, they're vibrating. Their spirit is vibrating faster than their body. And so that's when we start making the decision to leave. And then the, the spirit vibrates so fast we can't see it with physical eyes because the physical eyes are vibrating in this dimensional channel, so to speak. <clears throat> but for a time afterwards, and it's, it varies, and I'd have to get into a whole conversation to explain that, but it does vary, that we, when we get into a, a peaceful state of mind, we can vibrate higher, and they're still vibrating low enough that we can see the conversation, we can hear the communication in, t in tools of communication that we're very familiar with. But after they start vibrating even higher, then there's that gap in those communications we were using right after they crossed may not be um, hearable anymore. And this is okay. very unique. And so that's where we have to not let the grief, grief is like grief, sadness, fear, doubt, worry, guilt. All those things are like sandbags inside of a hot air balloon. And you can only go so high until you dump some of those out. And so I would say what you're going through right now is you miss her, yes, and you're also going through the resistance to what is, and we do that in the, right. and there's, through that grief process is in that resistance, and just allow yourself to be where you are and don't struggle against that or anything. And the more you start vibrating at a higher place, you're going to know that nothing really ever goes away okay. and that that's coming. Mm. I found that uh, each and every dream experience with someone who has passed uh, is a design by which we 
create a completion to a particular thing. Uh, after some time, you may come to view the person in a far more positive, far more information comes through, but it is all designed to complete something. Uh, in the case of the parent, well, as a parent, then you, you would love it if you could simply download the entire of your life's experience directly into the uh, skull of your small child there so that they will not have to go through what right. it is that you, uh, so far, and they'll come up with that in the future, but at the uh -huh. present time, not so much. So um, as a parent, you spend an entire lifetime going, oh, I could have done this, I could have done this, I could have done this, I could have done this. And uh, even on the other side, after the passing of the parent, they're still going, oh, gee, I miss you. I, this information I had for you missed. Okay, now every time you connect with them on the other side, there's a download or an uplink or there's some direction involved where uh, there's a completion created. So every time that I am in a dream and I see someone who's no longer with us, I ask, you know, well, what is it, what is it you wanted me to catch on to that I didn't catch on to or you wouldn't be here talking to me? And then, like, we knew someone who had worked for us that pat and on, on the crew. And to visit this person in the dream time is to hear about recognition. That is the main thing that this being has to talk to, at least me, about. Uh, mm. To recognize the potential that all of us has. That's been the theme with well, the dreams with this person. You know, if we just take the model that I was presenting earlier about the higher up we go, the closer we get together, and we need far less vehicle to take the knowing from one synapse to the other is that when you get higher up you become more universal and you can speak through a lot of different things and this is really a another step to things like we talk about our spirit guides working through uh, not just other people but other conditions forces and events mm -hmm. like um, uh, have like one time I was in Atlanta and I was I had to get somewhere and I'd never been there and this guy driving um, a, mo a hotel shuttle just stopped and said, out of hundreds and hundreds of people, just looked at me with a certain look in his eyes and says, what do you, you look lost. Where are you going? And he had a bus full of people. And I said, I'm, I'm looking for, I don't know what I said. And he goes, oh, get in here. Come on, get on this bus. And he took me and dropped me at these bushes. And he goes, go through those bushes, and it's right over there. And I got my rental car right in time and made it for my son's graduation from boot camp right on time. There you go. And I look at that, and if I had a limited view to say, God, the universe, my mother, my angels, my father, my friend, my sister, my brother, all these people are all speaking to me from a universal language point and use this wonderful man to, uh, to yeah. help me through mm -hmm. that. So we have to expand our scope. It's like we'll, we'll be looking here for something and it doesn't exist there anymore. It exists mm -hmm. more universally. Well, that's another great tool to recognize your own role as an angelic on the planet mm -hmm. Earth, which if you do that timeline thing, recognizing myself as my timeline, not as me, there is what we would call in the future a place where I volunteer to do angelic work, and I've caught myself at it. Uh, and then earlier in my life, I'd have to be knocked out to do it. I just sort of wake up in the situation. Say it is as simple as giving someone money, you know, on the street, that sort of thing. 
Well, the earlier me would have argued about it, but not so much. The compassion awakens. So if we uh, just allow ourselves to recognize our own role as angels, it makes it much easier to recognize other people as here in angelic service as well. And the irony, and I suppose that is the word, is that a person can be up to no good according to your conscious mind, but is in reality up to what is truly an angelic service mm -hmm. because we really That's have to get true. over good and evil. That's very That's true. Gotta go. And ultimately, it's, it's you talking to you. The universe is in its entirety mm -hmm. talking to the universe in its entirety. Yeah. And there, there is a lot, of, a lot of truth in that, mm -hmm. just to see that universal uh, love. Yeah. Well, thank you. Was yeah, very much. Call? That was yeah. We would love to hear from you again. Yeah. Is, is there something though that my uh, my dad and I could do like on a daily ba basis just to kind of feel like we connect with her? Or well, I think meditation is always like really right. a wonderful thing, and there are so many different techniques of it. Getting the bowls, things that tune you up, it, is mm -hmm. a good thing. And also, we will go set about the thing of remembering people that go into spirit. We do. We, I mean, we have minds, we have memories, we mm -hmm. do. And it's good to continue remembering wonderful things about their life and times you fought, too, and just make it really, right. really holistic instead of just what, you know, we tend to canonize people when they cross, and then it seems like, oh, my God, every memory that you have in there where you guys fought and you didn't have really that great of a, a moment together gets compared to this this deity that now has passed and gone into spirit and so we are wrought with guilt and all that and honestly when we clear all the guilt we have with someone passing and we know that we're endless beings yeah. the grief stuff really does get quicker and quicker yeah. and we're able to get rid of it if you're people are still feeling a lot of grief over losing someone whether it's to mm -hmm. passing or an end of a relationship look for what you feel guilty what you feel you didn't do or you didn't receive from that person and heal that and you'll be really a lot more healed with the circumstance Great. too I, I, I also have one more question if that's okay sure I um, I also wanted to ask a little bit kind of what you guys were talking about as far as um, spirituality. My um, husband and I are still trying to figure that out, and we have young kids, um, and we're not really sure what direction. And I wanted to ask you guys with a lot of your philosophies and thinking, do you feel like there's a religion or, or kind of a, a way to go in that realm that supports Not in religion, thought? no. Right. You okay. are your own religion. <laughs> well, right. You are. We're all our own religion. As soon as someone wants to tell you what your religion is, they cannot right. possibly hit the mark. Well, religion is a pathway that people take, and then people right. outgrow it and everything. But I would just say from talking to you that mm -hmm. um, it's not like wrong to go through religion. You can go through any religion and still see the higher view, because all that's just often at a lower frequency communication. And some of it's beautiful. Religion right. it does a lot of good things. So I would say there's definitely... Uh, more yeah, that you I can be have, presenting uh, to your kids. I don't know what your relationship with your spirit guides are, but your mother is now your spirit guide. Right. That copies. Okay, good. So it doesn't have to be daily. It's just every once in a while you can say, mm -hmm. Mom, what do you think of this? And you'll hear your mother tell you an aspect yeah. of it that you weren't aware of. Okay. That's okay. what spirit guides do. That's their whole point. Yes. And uh, just really quickly, I canonized my guilt one time, and it sunk a ship. It was amazing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you could well, shoot it off so on a kid. Well, thanks, Brooke. That was beautiful. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. beautiful call. call again. Thank We'd you. love to hear from you. Thanks. Okay. 
and it's quack Duck time. time. And there's Dex. All right. Duck Dangler. Dex Duck Dangler. Extraordinaire. Boy, there is a name oh. of a character. I got truth. Truth really is a subjective thing. Uh-huh. Uh, so if you are not giving your, delivering your own truth, which is subjective, then that's quite complicated to have something that's a subjective truth that you're lying about. Mm-hmm. I had a game one time that was truth or lies, where you had to pick a card and read the situation and then pick a card whether you told the truth or lied. And it was quite perplexing because you had to think, what is my real answer? And now i got to lie about it. And uh, so truth is subjective. Yeah, I got the word love, which is a very interesting word in that it is absolutely everything. There the is universal nothing, magnet. Nothing that is not in the universal electron, photon, whatever word. Love is absolutely everything. Now, then to recognize absolutely everything that happens is love totally does away with uh, good and evil. And uh, did we want to do forks real yes. quick or are we yes. about out of time? We have our next caller. Why don't you do a... Okay. okay, I would like to do this. If a uh, caller could wait just one second. Uh, we can't? Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, now, hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, guys. It's Katie, but I can wait if you need me oh, to. Oh, that's okay. Okay. <laughs> um, what can we do for you? Um, well, I'm going to be giving birth in the next month, and I was wondering if you could do a reading for my daughter and find out anything she'd like to let me know about oh, I'd love to. be born or anything. Welcome. Have yes. you thought of a name? Are you waiting till you see her? We are waiting till we see her, but we have some good ideas. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, look. <laughs> this is the card that really I, I think of that, that passage into physical from, from the ethers, you know, when we become born into this reality. It really is like this grand adventure, and I think she's really waiting to come. I feel like a lot of fire wonderful energy, fire energy meaning creative passion energy with her. And I think she's going to have a very um, distinct personality and nature. And then the playfulness, just spreading that light and that energy. And I feel like she's been um, part of Zachary and, the, and they, they've just been together. And she's going to bring uh, energy from that and just help bring a resolution to all that. And then you get the completion. And that third eye, um, the puzzle piece, the last piece being put in the place of the third eye. That means our understanding of things is the that thing that makes every puzzle complete. And there's just everything that had been open is now going to be able to be closed. And um, and I, what I mean by that is files being being you know completed because of losing Zachary and um, all that. And mm-hmm. I just feel like this is going to be a great completion point. And she brings a lot of healing to everybody. She's a healer, mm-hmm. baby. Yeah. Love it. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Have a good night. Thanks, yeah, you too. Thanks for calling. We'd love to hear from you again. Just real quick, um, I have sure. um, tuning forks, and I've been doing a lot of research on these, and this is a hertz frequency of our DNA. And I'm seeing, and I, I would love for this to be able to get communicated over the airwaves, this hertz frequency will entrain your DNA to its natural frequency so that when it replicates, it replicates more in its divine blueprint rather than in the forces and the experiences that have been um, affecting it in the meanwhile, Mm -hmm. like our life experience. So let's see if we can do this. Listen to this for a moment. And I don't know, can that? A little closer to the mic, I think. There we go. 
that picking up? Is it picking up? Okay. Well, I'm not getting any feedback if it is or isn't, so really, I'll just really do it close more. to the well, I don't want to cause a feedback loop, so. Well, I can hear it over here. Okay, so our next call. We'll just move on because I'm not Hi, getting caller. clear What's whether that's even going out. Hi, Alita. Alita, Hi. what can we do for you? I just want to tell you, you guys are great. I Aww, enjoy sharing good. your inspiration and empowerment with others. And um, Mary, good. I would like a reading, please. Sure. Thank Excellent. you so much. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm most happy to. Okay. All right, the first card moment to moment I love this because that's really what our life is about and and if you look there's stones and the person's not even focusing on them they're just focusing on their their path or on where they're to be and the stones appear stepping stones appear right in front of us mm -hmm. it is the life of Forrest Gump walking through your life and just taking the step your feet know where to step and we can just trust our feet to lead us in the right direction and I feel like that's where you're at and that there may have been a time that you're coming out of where there, there might have been some conflict either internally about the direction you're to be taking in your life or externally with another person and that the peace is now arriving internally and once you're at peace with yourself you don't have to call people externally to mirror that back to you and beginning to see stepping into this new world where you become the grand master of your own life and um, I'm, I'm feeling like a lot of past life connections that are coming in that are coming up right for you to be exploring things now, like a mm -hmm. lot of talents and everything. It's, it's like a big door opened up and things that you brought with you are going to start materializing like gifts and such. Okay. And uh, thank you for calling and yes, we'd love to you. hear from you again soon. Mm -hmm. And uh, do we have our next caller? No. Okay. okay. So let me... Uh, uh, just uh, the tools. This is the show on tools, and these are a couple of them. And this is um, a particular, and you know the name of it, so I don't have to say it. And I uh, built this myself a couple of years ago, um, and it works very well, and that's what else I have to say about it. So um, just yeah, wanted to show it. There we are. Beautiful. And I would um, just do another tuning fork if we have time. Since yeah, there's no let's more do colors. the other tuning fork. And this one is the D note. What does that denote? It denotes that it's the D, the D note. I see. Yeah, and if um, since I can't really get feedback if these really work, if someone wants to email me or call, uh, call the number uh, and let us know, I'll bring these another week. And I think it would be really wonderful to play a lot of these, and I'm going to be posting some of these tones on the internet, I um, mean, on our website. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> There's already some bowls that you can listen to there. We have a call. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Um, hi, this is Andy, and I just wanted to say I really enjoyed your show, and I'll be calling you for um, a private session, and oh. I was wondering if I could have a reading. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Okay. All right. Now the first card, the innocence, this is talking about letting our innocence and our wisdom become in the same place. We reach a certain age in life and life really does get, we, we get critical mass, let's say, with our wisdom and life becomes easier. 
and that you've always had a lot of wisdom. And I think even sometimes when you were younger, you, you may have hidden it a little bit so that you could fit in a little better, but that there's always been something um, deeper about you. And I, I feel people really do recognize that. The success card is saying that now's a time when a lot of forces are converging for you to do the things that you really love to do and that they will succeed, so to speak, meaning that you don't have to go through a lot of ups and downs with it. But after this period of time, it's really important to plan something wonderful like a retreat near the water or getting into that inner silence and doing uh, that, that goddess energy where you sit in the moonlight and you really look inside because uh, I think that you'll gain a lot of wisdom from that. And I feel like a past life, a Native American past life, is somehow tied to this, mm -hmm. this uh, moon and energy that you may want to look into. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, speaking of our show on tools, a um, physical tool that anyone can take advantage That's beautiful. of I cannot get over that. is uh, a quartz crystal. Get yourself a, a quartz crystal. And uh, this one in particular is double terminated. Uh, which means it comes to an end twice. And uh, Mary has another major one to take a look at in a second. And over the time that I've had this on the show, which has been a year maybe now, I'm That's not certain. Stunning. Uh, <laughs> this is cleared almost completely. You can still see that line through the center of it. And uh, that will vanish because I've had these things clear completely over a length of time. And uh, there's one side of this where it has already vanished completely. But um, just keep an eye on this, and yeah. Mary has a major one well, also. This is just one that um, I love. It's not one of the ones that are real bright, clear. Oh, uh, it is clearing. Though. Um, but it is clearing. Uh, I, I just feel that it has such a beautiful, steady energy, and I keep this where I work with people and, mm -hmm. uh, and program it with love and that everybody mm -hmm. finds their clarity. And really it is my, my, my role, let's say, to become a conduit of people's spirit guides and higher selves. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what we do for each other and that to be the greatest vessel of love is to be that conduit uh, for other people to attain a higher state of love. That's my mission, let's say. And so I think we all have that mission. Yeah, I, um, and one more um, waveform story. I, I did a 45-minute seminar on uh, the new book on the... Uh, protocols book and I had a waveform that had a very cloudy ball and at the end of 45 minutes the upper half of the ball had cleared I saw that perfectly yeah and then it went to someone in the audience where I would actually show the ball because it was it's half beautiful. and half beautiful. when that was done and that's uh, all the particular physiological well, proof we have the, of such things. This set, the set of goddess candles and mm -hmm. I was meditating as I made them. I mm -hmm. only make a few of these candles at one time and I put my hand over it as it was drying and, and it hardened, the top hardened as my hand went over mm -hmm. it and then the Gaia candle it made little crop circle looking things as my hand passed. Ooh, interesting. So there's there's magic everywhere. Yes. We have to open up our eyes so that we can communicate on that level it's with the there. world, with the universe. Yes. Excellent. That means wrap it up. So it was our joy and honor to take you to the door. Yeah, and we have so much more on this particular subject, and it's uh, so next week. Join us yeah. next week, next mm. Thursday at eight thirty Eastern Time on the internet or on Channel Ten. And we'll do program two on this subject.